Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, it's baseball night in San Diego as the Padres get ready to take on the Diamondbacks. And in studio, we've got Mike Janella, who knows what he knows. Some people like to pretend in the media they know everything. I, I open the curtain. I let you know that this took some research. <laughs> Appreciate the clarification. Um, so Alongside Mike, it's Bob Scanlon, who, in his last appearance, we actually learned is more like Bruce Wayne. Which has led Bob Scanlon to show up here in yeah. his... Hey, Batman cape. You got to have a Batman awesome. cape, don't you? And to top it off, the king of show bookings, producer Blooper, has also asked Jordan Carruth to be on the show. He was joking, right? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I, that doesn't. He seems like a straight shooter. Right. He can't and, be and, serious. And now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Jordan Carruth. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Padres Social Hour. I'm surprised we're even on the air. I can't believe we made it, Mike. With Bob Scanlon and Jordan Carruth here. And Blooper, uh, who is the one who puts us on the air, he pushes the buttons, just chowing down some popcorn until the very last second here. He's got a mouthful of corn right now. There is delicious butter flavoring all over his keyboard right now. Like this is what, this is what I put up with. We don't need mic checks. We don't need to get ready for the show. We just need to make sure popcorn is there. We just need to make sure popcorn gets in his mouth. Well, yeah. his bloopers fed. We're good. I'm, I'm worried about the greasy keyboard because if, you know, he has to hit buttons to change the camera yeah. angles to play some replays. Yep. And if he's getting that all greasy and hey. that's not going to be good for us. Bear with us, folks. Anything yes. can happen in the show. Okay? Please. It's going to yeah. be a wild one. Even uh, more so than normal. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a very good point. Um, no, thanks for joining us here on the Saturday afternoon. It's baseball night in San Diego. 540 first pitch between the Padres and the D-backs after a game last night that, I mean, talk about a, a baseball night in San Diego. It was a fun one, almost four hours and ten innings. Wish they could have been a little bit more expedient. <laughs> Up all night yes. in San Diego. <laughs> Up all night San Diego for baseball, but um, it was fun. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Ryan Schimpf, obviously, have yourself a night. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Tyson Ross through a live BP today, so we'll update you on that. Also, some moves the Padres made, the shuttle getting ready to go out to El Paso. So there is tons to talk about, and we invite you to join us using hashtag PadresSH. This is Blooper's first test. All right, good. He got the graphic on the screen, so the keyboard <laughs> the is keyboard still... The keyboard is really <laughs> slippery. <laughs> there should be butter just dripping, oh, from dripping down Popcorn inside there. No bad question. Yeah. <laughs> There's also the live chat happening. As always, here's the next test. All right, two for two so far at right. Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, first, though, Bob, I want to ask you a question. Because you were on the show a couple days ago. Okay. And you said, you know, we applauded you on your lovely beard that had grown oh, in. Oh, why, thank you. And you said, yeah, I'm keeping yeah. it until the boys win two in a row. And blooper, do we have beard cam ready to go? He's giving me the wait sign, so this is his first fail he's, test. He's drying off his fingers right now. <laughs> he's trying to find the bright button. That's okay. Yeah, so. so but you kept it. You didn't shave. Well, as we, did, as we did previously, beard all right, you started cam. beard cam when the boys needed to get a rally going, right? So I figured I'd bring it back again to try to get two wins because they hadn't had back-to-back -back wins in over a month. You have to go all the way back to the sweep against the Giants at the start of the second half, right? So try to help the team. But again, I feel like you've got to respect the beard that helped you out. You can't just get what you want and then toss it out, right? <laughs> got to show it a little bit of love for a little while. First off, I'm glad the zoom feature works because that camera zoom was very close to your I face. Didn't right, up really? in the uh, right in the oh, follicles. Also, yeah. did, you, did you think it would take this long when you actually predict you wanted to do this, you wanted to grow out beard. I didn't think it was going to take you 32 think days. No? No. It, but, you know, hey. Do you regret it at all? No, not at all. You know Good. why? Because the wife likes it. 
Oh, so, so now you have to keep it. That's hey, why so it's now still it's there. Stick around. That's <laughs> the real reason. He can talk all about respecting the game yeah, and all that, but when the happy wife, happy life. Gotta right. keep yeah, mama happy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, she likes it even with all this gray stuff on the chin. I'm a lucky man. You're a smart man, Bob Scanlon. Taking care of that business. Uh, it was your beard, I think, a small part of it that led them to that win last night. But I think playing a larger role was our hero of the game, Ryan Schimpf. <laughs> I think he also had a little something to do with it. A little right? bit. Yeah. Just By the way, bit. I've been growing my beard for 32 days as well. You just can't tell. Yeah, it's looking nice. Though. Yeah. It's it's really coming in. It's Maybe very even. Yeah, yeah. very Maybe by even. next opening day, we'll have something <laughs> approaching what yeah. Scanlon has on your face. Yeah. Mike's been working on his for about 15 minutes. And this is what this true. morning, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the 5 o'clock uh, shadow here on this Saturday afternoon. Those are the uh, commercial breaks, a quick shave. Exactly, yeah. yeah I needed my little electric razor when we go to, <laughs> to, to segment two here in a little bit. Uh, but let's go to Ryan Schimpf. Let's, uh, let's focus on him because this guy was the guy who deserves all the talk from last night. Four for five. Boom. Two home runs. Two doubles, five RBI, three runs, a game-tying two-run homer in the eighth, a game-winning walk-off home run of the three-run variety Bang. in the tenth. I mean, this guy, where'd he come from? What's have yourself on? a night. Tell me about it. His first Padre to have 12 total bases, again, two home runs and two doubles, since Khalil Green in 2004. Pow. I mean, this guy is just... Doing my superhero thing right there. I yeah, going You're back to the Batman old, old school Batman ago. thing. Yeah. yeah, bang, boom. I'm glad pow. we were able to get a Khalil Green reference into the opening segment. Yeah. By the way, no, hey, but here's the thing: the form so like that, you get it. But when you watch these this, these at bats, every one of them was on a different pitch. So the first one's on a fastball, and he rips it down the right field line, right? The two-run double to tie the game in the eighth inning. Did you see that pitch? That's an off-speed pitch that's down in the zone around his ankles, and he goes down and drives it opposite field. And then in the last at-bat, they say, okay, we can't go off-speed anymore. They try to come back with another fastball, and you see the result right there. Celebrating at home plate, he's hitting everything. I mean, that was an impressive day at the plate, not just because of the results, but when you watch how he did it, it was, it was really a solid, solid effort at the plate every single at-bat. You're not supposed to be able to go that low on a baseball and then drive no. it opposite and get it out of the ballpark. Exactly. That is not supposed no, to No, when he first went down and got it, I thought, oh, that's a shame. He's kind of out on the front foot, and oh, it's probably going to fall about 15 feet shy of the warning track. And the next thing you know, you see the guy stopping, looking up <laughs> over the fence. It's usually an awkward-looking at-bat when yeah. it happens that way, and then yep. it leaves the ballpark. He's, and everyone keeps waiting for him to come back to earth, but he keeps crushing uh, these extra base hits. I mean, 38 of his hits – uh, 38 hits total, and 28 of them have been for extra base hits, 14 home runs. The kid just, he's not stopping. No, and what's interesting also is he got off to the hot start, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he tore through August, set the records for home runs as a rookie in a month. Then he, he cools off, right? Things go quiet for him here at the beginning of August. So July was hot, beginning of August he cools off. And what he has shown is, okay, you guys made the adjustment on me. He's starting to make the adjustment back on the league, and that's what you want to see. You don't need a flash in the pan. You need guys to go through their tough periods, which he has, and he's coming out of it. And that's what keeps you in the major leagues, being able no to doubt. adjust once the other team starts to yep. adjust on you. Got all you. of a sudden you go through a little bit of a plateau, and now he's back getting doubles, yep. home runs. He's all or nothing. I know that's what Andy Green says. <laughs> yeah. uh, he really is. He's all or nothing. That is either a double, a home run, or it's an out. Well, There's nothing really in between. With no, him. and it's not just what we're seeing. You look back on his stats throughout his minor league career, and even when he was putting up big home run numbers, there were some seasons and parts of seasons where he's hitting a buck 98 yeah. with 10 home runs. Mm -hmm. So this is nothing unusual. That is sort of the, the nature of the beast here. Uh, the statistic that I love, and whenever he ha a guy has a night like last night, you know, the beat writers always love digging into the stats, and I appreciate it. Uh, this one from A.J. Casabell, who noted that it ISO power, which is basically you take a guy's slugging percentage and take away the batting average, so basically it's just straight power. Ryan Schiff has the highest ISO of anyone since Barry Bonds in 2004 <laughs> yeah. right now. 
Wow. Which is insane. Khalil yeah. Green and a Barry Bonds reference. Boom. Yeah. Second. Welcome to 2004, <laughs> everybody. Uh, Padre Social Hour. No, so Ryan Schiff, the hero of the game last night. We're actually we're hoping to maybe get Ryan on the show by the end of today. Uh, we put a little request in for him. Uh, very busy, these guys, so we're hoping to hear from him. But if not, I mean... This guy, I mean, he speaks for himself, even if he's not busy here. Busy hitting home yeah. runs, man. He's been launching balls up on the Western Mass supply right now. Yeah, he could just hit baseballs towards <laughs> us if he can't make it to <laughs> yeah. the couch. Write a little message on the ball yeah. and just send it out here. It'd be perfect. Put the uh, answers on he it. He was our hero of the game. Hero of the game brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. Uh, our first tweet of the day coming in from Ghost of Boos Bayer. I'll say it. Blue Jays are idiots. And that's where Ryan Schimpf <laughs> spent his minor league career before he left as a minor league free agent this year. Ryan Schimpf was Preller's best buy of the last year. Agree, disagree? I mean, he made some good moves. Pomeranz, who now is gone, but Espinosa's here. But, I mean, a couple of good pickups from A.J. Preller. Ryan Schimpf, though, being oh, yeah, no, you look obviously at the list. one of the top ones. Yeah, Schimpf, when you get a guy, you know, a six-year minor league free agent, the guys that you pick off waivers, um, guys that you trade for that don't have a whole lot of value elsewhere, and you're able to, you know, Fernando Rodney signing, the Pomeranz signing, uh, you know, those things worked out okay for him, I would say. Yeah, I don't know what the expectation <laughs> was when he came over and what the Padres wanted to see out of Schimpf, but they have to be extremely happy yeah. with how this has played out. Leads me to my next question for you guys, and I put this poll up right before we went on the air. Is so it an official poll or is it more like a blooper poll? <laughs> we learned that the blooper <laughs> poll was actually an official <laughs> poll the other day, and I just misread his tweet, so apologies again, blooper. It was such a good poll. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> uh, who was the best Batman? That was the poll on Superhero uh, Day. I thought it would be favorite popcorn for blooper. No. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one that's in his mouth, that's always his favorite, it's no matter butter, what Butter flavoring or no butter exactly. flavoring is his new poll. Uh, no, th this, poll, <laughs> this poll was inspired by Ryan Schimpf last night. Who's the best story of the year for the Padres? And I'd like you to vote. Search it using hashtag PadresSH, or you can go to my handle, at Mike Janelle. And basically, you'll, they only let you put four guys in these polls, so I had to narrow it down a little bit. Uh, but Schimpf, coming out of nowhere, minor leaguer his entire career, rookie all of a sudden, the best power hitter in the majors. Uh, I put Will Myers in there for his rebound performance. Everyone knew he had this in him, but the fact that he's actually delivering now, uh, I'm sure obviously he's the all-star, uh, but is that the best narrative? I also threw uh, Luis Perdomo, another guy who, a uh, rule five, no one expected him to that much from him. He's now the ace of the starting staff. And I put Ryan Buchter in there, who went on and got sent the triple-A before the game today, uh, just for a rest. That's what they're saying. Uh, Ryan Buchter going down to El Paso just to give himself a little breather. He'll probably be up in about a week's time. So those are the four that I put up, but you can talk about Jankowski, Dickerson, a lot of good narratives uh, in the Padres this year. If you were going to, I don't know, write a screenplay for one of these, make it like an inspirational sports you got movie, a favorite, Jordan? Yeah, it's Will Myers, and I don't think it's very close. I, you could argue Jankowski, but for me, if you're looking at this season as a whole, talking about 2016 Padres, it's going to be all about Will Myers. He has stayed healthy, which was a huge thing with him. The All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, this year has been all about Will Myers. I don't think there's any question Will Myers has been the all-star of the team, no, no doubt about it. But as far as what the most interesting story is, I always think it's interesting when you have a guy that spends six years in the minor leagues, doesn't get an opportunity, and then he comes up and he basically becomes a difference maker in your lineup. To me, that's, that's a surprise. That's, that's a fun, fun thing to talk about. Jankowski, I think his, his upside is amazing, and, but we knew what he was. This is kind of what we were expecting out of him. Alex Dickerson, same thing. The guy's hit everywhere he's gone. So I don't think those are surprise stories. So I think it just comes down to how you want to interpret the, the best story of the year. Is it the most impressive, like Will Myers, or is it the guy that's maybe most out of nowhere, which for me would, would 
would be Shimp. Jankowski has really taken another step, though. I, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from yeah, him for the you next couple years. This production from I him thought maybe this a year? utility guy in the outfield, maybe a fourth outfielder. Really, that's what I thought maybe a year really? ago. Really? Okay. I, maybe my expectations were a little higher because when I first I would saw him, I thought trust this him guy more <laughs> than I would trust myself. <laughs> no, not a, hey, it's a it's a crapshoot, right? I mean, yeah. that's why the draft nobody knows. So we're He's all guessing. He's improved a lot this year. I've just always want his athleticism, the way he handled himself, and what he was able to do at the plate last year because the storybook on him was he's inside outing everything. He can only hit opposite field. And the question was going to be whether he could start pulling the ball and hitting the ball up the middle a little bit more to keep the defense honest. And he showed that he could do that towards the end of last season. I thought, you know what? He's making that adjustment right now. If he can continue to do it, look out, because this kid can already cover center field. Now, did we expect him to be doing what he's been doing lately? I, I, I can't go there and say okay. I thought he was going to hit 340 for the last month. <laughs> okay, good. You know, right, yeah. But Top I, five I, in the NL and stuff. But I say you had high expectations well, for this I, kid. Well, I had him higher than a, a fourth outfielder. I, I thought yeah. he'd be an everyday starting outfielder, and I was hoping that he would get settled into that leadoff role with that speed, and he's he's doing everything that I was hoping that I'd see him do, and it's been now, fun to watch. Also, you think fourth outfielder because when 2015, you had Matt Kemp, you had Upton, you had a very different looking outfield. Yeah. You didn't know how that was going to play out. So to me, Jankowski, I thought would be a nice player to have to fill in some gaps every once in a while. But now he is getting, he has to answer all the questions. Yeah, now he's getting thrown out there all the time. Just because those other guys were there and getting paid a lot of money to be there didn't mean that, that Jankowski still wasn't the answer for the future where this organization was going to go. And you figured if they can move those contracts, this kid has to play. Mm -hmm. he, he's not destined to be a fourth outfield. At least he wasn't in, in when I first saw him get called up. I thought for sure you'd go with Perdomo, being oh, the former pitcher that you are. Are you trying to say I'm jaded? <laughs> <laughs> no, just I figure you guys, you arms would stick together. No, he was great also, and, and certainly his development has been a wonderful surprise, and, but part of that is because he's gotten a unique opportunity to be with this organization that has no starting pitching, and so he's gotten a chance to stay up here as a Rule 5 guy, get those starts every fifth day. So there are a lot of things that had to happen, and he's grabbed the bull by the horns and made it happen. There are a lot of unique stories when it comes to the Padres this year. I mean, yeah. Perdomo is as unique as it can get. But again, he's a Rule 5 guy that they pick because he throws 95, so you expect him to do well. Ryan Schimpf, we didn't know anything about him. You know, he's, he's wallowing in AAA, putting up some nice home run numbers, but not great average numbers, and he's come up to the big leagues and taken that power up to here. And power, he's popping. power hitting is at a premium in Major League Baseball right now. And when you can get it from a guy who's 5'9", 180 pounds, <laughs> just like you draw it up, right? Uh, the poll right now, uh, Myers is leading the way with 44% of the vote. Schimpf closing in, though, at 33% of the vote from the fans. Uh, Perdomo getting 21%. And I put Bookter in there because he was another guy who threw literally one inning yeah. in the bigs before this year, and despite his recent promotion and his struggles, really has been a linchpin in that bullpen for the Padres. 2% uh, for Bookter right well, now. It goes back on to, to the, the topic you brought earlier about AJ's done with this roster and bringing guys in from nowhere and what they've been able to do, and I think Bookter in hand and some of those other guys yeah. fall in that category. No, it's very true. So again, uh, search hashtag Padres SH on Twitter and vote and let us know, and we'll uh, check back in on that poll uh, later on in the show. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more Shimp when we come back. What is it exactly? We joke about his size and his stature, but what is it that actually makes him such a good power hitter? We'll break that down. We'll also talk about the, re the replay from last night. Speaking of Shimp, uh, Jordan, I I'm done with replays. Done he'll, with them. He'll tell us Get why. Get rid of them. We don't need them anymore. I see him getting angry Scanlon and scanning them. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, when the when we come back, we'll talk about that. But then also, when the Padres send the Diamondbacks out of town, Bob, talking about coming back, one of your old teams is coming to town, the Cubs. One of my many old teams. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's who you broke in with, right? Uh, in the big leagues, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's going to be weird seeing the pinstripes here, the, the old Cubbies. No, they don't hey. wear the pinstripes here, I guess, on the road. No, no yeah. it's, I'm excited to see them coming to town with a chance to actually do something exciting and, and win. I, this is something that we've all been waiting for, right? And I've always said that the 
Cubs winning the World Series would be the most interesting sports story in, the, in, in our lifetime. Since so the Red Sox won their first World Series. No, I think it was maybe. more interesting than the Red Sox. Really? Well, the Cubs are going much longer than the Red Sox. I mean, this, this is point. something that shakes the sports world. Hey, Jordan, do you know that tickets are still available for that series? So are they? Potentially greatest sports story of our lifetime? Yeah. Get your tickets yes. now. Get them now at Padres.com. They are still available for that highly anticipated series against the team with the best record in baseball. It's Monday through Wednesday, the 22nd through 24th, right here at Petco Park. Don't miss any of it. Again, your tickets are available today at Padres.com. More Ryan Schimpf, Jordan's... Uh, Crusade against replay in Major League Baseball. Done Bob backing him up. All that and more when we come back. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Getting you set for that 540 first pitch. Clayton Richard for the Padres. Robbie Ray for the Diamondbacks. Uh, speaking of the Diamondbacks and the Padres, special appearance here from a face and a name that a lot of Padres fans and viewers of this show may find familiar. Let's go to blooper cam. <laughs> there he is, there's Patrick. Let's boo him though, he's wearing his Diamondbacks gear now. Boo this man, boo. Welcome back Patrick, any good Friar figures for us? He never had Nothing. a good Friar figure. <laughs> They're all Seth Popcorn related, yeah. Patrick's the best. I mean, he, he took care of us for all those years in the media department, making sure that we had all the information, all the stats, everything. Patrick, you did an amazing job. He's the Thanks farthest for all your efforts, thing from man. the best. <laughs> What's that? He's the farthest thing you can get from the best. Blooper holding some animosity, wow. yeah. Damn, <laughs> vicious, vicious. Um, all right, let's get back to some of the action from the game last night. Um, Ryan Schimpf, we talked all so much about him and how great he's been. Well, how is he doing it? And obviously for fans, people like me, watching from the outside, you see this guy just hitting home runs. It's like, well, I don't know, he's just in a zone trying to explain it, and it's tough to do. So they asked Andy Green after the game yesterday. Obviously he's someone on the inside that maybe can explain exactly how Ryan Schimpf is doing this. And here is what Andy had to say. He gets a lot of separation, hands back in an authoritative position. He puts his body in a real centered athletic position, and he, I mean, he fires aggressively with the lower half. I mean, his hips drive his swing, and it's gets every last bit of who he is into the baseball. It's like he's going for broke. He gets it done. So translate that for us, Bob. I've heard aggressive hands, hips swinging. There's like a lot of baseball language in there. What can we look for when Shimp's in the box tonight? That can explain some of this surge. Yeah, basically what Andy's saying is everything is working in conjunction with each other. He's using the entire body, and the hands are staying back, which what happens is if you start leaning too forward too fast and your hands get long, you're just swinging all arms. What he does is he keeps his weight back, then he explodes with the hips, and then the hands come through, but it's all in, it, it synchronized properly, so he's getting the most out of it because a lot of times what you'll see, and, and that home run, that last pitch that we saw, that's an off-speed pitch that we talked about. A lot of times guys will be out on their front foot, and then the arms are trying to catch up and generate all the power. He doesn't use just his arms to generate the power. He gets his hands quickly through the zone, but it's actually the lower part of his body that's generating that power and then allowing the hands to come flying through there. Controlled fury through the zone, if you will. And uh, it's great to watch. And sometimes, even though a guy is physically small like that, what he's shown is that he's got the, all that power of that lower half, and he's using the hips. Watch how he stays back right here. See, the hips go through, and then the hands come through quickly. It's not... It, disjointed. They are working together and it allows the hands to come through and uh, keep his head nice and steady on the ball. Also, next time you watch him swing, watch how steady that, watch the head. See? It doesn't move at all. Bang! It doesn't matter if it's a changeup down low, fastball up and out over like that. The head is steady, the weight is staying back, and the hands just come flying through. That, that's clinic right there. 
That's dangerous. That that's not what I want to see as a pitcher on the mound. Jim. <laughs> Anything to add to that, Jordan? I think Bob pretty much. Uh, I think Bob nailed it on that one. Crushed it, yeah. And then you come in and you get the bucket of ice on your head. That that's what. I mean, that's Don't cool them yeah, off. No that's kidding, right? Keep them hot. <laughs> keep them yeah. hot. Um, so there. I mean, it's so keep an eye out for that on Shimp again. It's, it's the unison. It's the head being steady, and because that's the thing for a guy who's basically. My size, doing this in the big league level, I mean, for me, it's incredible to see. That's not what your swing looks like? Not at all. No? No. <laughs> You're not going low, hitting a baseball a foot off the ground, I going oppo? I maybe get yeah. it out of the infield going oppo, yeah, with that one inch off the ground like he did yesterday. But yeah. I, I'm not putting it up in the, the team. Because it's not tech. just straight muscle. It's not He's not working out more. He's not stronger. It's uh, There's a lot of things that are syncing up at the right time in order for him to have that power. Right, exactly. And the other thing is I – you know, you, you shake hands with certain guys, and you just feel the hand strength and the forearm strength. And a lot of times, we think about strength being in the shoulders and the chest and all that kind of stuff. When like it comes those pecs. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to hitters, two things that a lot of people don't take into account is the strength in the lower body that mm -hmm. has to happen. And because you've got to keep your balance, and you and you're generating that power from below. If you don't have strong legs, you lose it, and you start to drift, and that's when the hands start getting long, and you lose that power through the zone. So he's got very strong, compact legs. He uses them well, and then also the hands are super strong. So when he's making contact, it's almost like a perfect elastic, uh, elastic collision to go back to our, our physics <laughs> days in high school, right? Wow. Where the Bob bat and the, the hands aren't giving. He's just all that energy that he's generating is being transferred into that ball and, and being sent out. All right. He was not in foul. Well said. Yeah, very well done. You could write. A, you could teach a class or something. We I'm ready you a for black a here. class. Yeah, yes. perfect. Um, he was Janella not. just said flex those pecs. Yeah. You like broke down physics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the yeah. pecs are for the beach muscles. I mean, there's a time and a right. place, and guys want to have them. But when it comes to hitting a baseball, there's a lot. Those are for show. Them. Exactly. Shimp is for go. That's yep. how it works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's a future show open for you. Flex I, those pecs. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Sadly. Um, all right. He was not infallible last night, though, Ryan Shimp. Although maybe by no fault of his own. After one of his doubles. Goes to steal third base. He's figuring this is my night. I got it going on. Yeah. Everyone in the ballpark thinks he's safe. He's called out. Looked safe to the naked eye. They go back. They watch the replay. Call New York. Check it out. Everyone watching the slow-mo replay looks like he's pretty much into us. And they said he wasn't. They did not overturn the call. They said he was still out. I mean, look at that. Foot on the bag and the glove is still not touching him until he finally gets that glove in afterward. Uh, so, I mean, at least that's my opinion. Did you guys see it any differently? Yeah, you know, that was the angle that actually when I, I first saw, I thought to myself, you know what, that is the one that New York is going to start saying, well, that's the one that's not beyond a shadow of a doubt. When you look at the other 27 angles, he's safe. But when you look at that one that's from directly behind third base coming out of their dugout right there, they can't determine whether the glove is actually swiping the back of his calf and his pant leg before that foot gets in. And so, you know what? We've seen this so many times where we spend three minutes, four minutes watching a replay over and over and over again, and, and they screw it up. And at what point does this become a point of why it's are we delaying the game? It's a waste of time. It is a waste See, of time. Now, Jordan, I've, I've had this debate multiple times on this show and another, and people just like, oh, there's Scanlon, old school guy, being their curmudgeon. And finally, I want to see him a little. You take the helm. <laughs> I'll take I've, the helm. We I've need these games to be it. quicker. Thank you. And we Th don't need to waste Thank four you. minutes looking at 28 different Thank replays, you. and one of the 28 is inconclusive. So you know what? We're just going to fill time. We're going to look at this for four minutes, and then we're not going to change it at all. If I'm you're going to go through church. this process, what's the point? I don't get the point if right. this is how it's going to play. See, I didn't need it to begin with to make my enjoyment of baseball better from the start. I get why you have it on home runs 
right? Because it's difficult to see over the foul line sometimes, fans reaching over, you don't know whether it's fair. And that's something that's impacting runs right away. But all this stuff with every little play now, sometimes we're seeing it in the first inning on routine, mm -hmm. you know, throwdowns to the second base, and it's just it's getting out of hand. It's taking away from what it was intended to do. And, by the way, it's not really working in key clutch moments like right. this. Right. If it worked, if it was quick and it was actually working, then yeah. I'm for it. But that's not how it's played out. And you we've seen it for too long now. It's a waste of time. So now, now, that, now the commissioner wants to start changing the game, right, in terms of how many times you can go to the mound. Uh, Did yeah. you hear about the shifting thing, too? No more shifts, right? So they want to start messing with the game. Why don't you just take out what you artificially put in that's not working, and you're going to save six minutes to nine or 12 minutes sometimes off a game right there? You guys sound like uh, Nick Canepa, who comes on the show every Monday. He tweeted this during uh, the replay review last night. Uh, MLB has to do away with replay. It's become a disgrace to the game. So now, just to play devil's advocate here, you guys are both in agreement with Nick. Just get rid of it. But is there not a way to improve it? Because getting the call right is, is the thing that obviously that this whole reason this thing was created. And I think most people would agree if done the right way, replay can be done well. How do you make it, instead of just saying let's get rid of it, how do you make it better? How can you make it more accountable? If the umpires messed that call up last night, do you dock them pay? Do you suspend them? No, it's do not they have to funny. explain themselves in the microphone here on the, in the field like they do in football? No, I mean, number one, if you want to get more cameras on there so that you have even more angles, I guess that's one thing that you can do to try to give yourself more looks. And all of them have to have the super slow-mo. That's the other thing. Not all the cameras have the super slow-mo. So those are the first two technical things it can do. But as far as the judgment part of it goes, and we've talked about this multiple times also, when you've got umpires trying to critique umpires, do you think you're going to get an unbiased call? <laughs> of course not. So why don't you have three judges up there, one of them being a former umpire, but one of them being somebody from Major League Baseball, and another one being a former player so that you have multiple inputs in terms of interpreting the play and, and looking at it so that you have an unbiased judge up there, which I don't think you have right now. And maybe give them 30 seconds to make a decision, too. Well, yeah, I mean, we, At don't, that have point. To, we don't need to have 30 seconds for, for managers to decide whether they're going to go out there in the first place. Then we sure don't need three it minutes. If you can't figure it out in 45 seconds up there, then the, the call stands. That I agree, without a doubt. I like having replay in the game because I feel like more times than not it does help. But limit it. If you're the manager, you have... 30 seconds yeah. to decide you want it. If you're the umpires, you have 30 seconds to watch it, and that's yeah. it. It's See, such a process now. It's it is. so played out. We, you well, and, and you know what the bottom line is? What are we talking about right now? Instant replay instead of? The game. The yeah. game and the players and the things that we should be talking about. This shouldn't be a topic. This is, this is wasting time. It doesn't add to the game, and, and why should we be spending time talking about this instead of the great athletes on the field? Replay's out. I like it. And Jordan Cruz yeah. the one kicking it out the door. The millennials who love it, and you—you because you did like it at first, right? Now yeah, been, I liked it at first because I liked the idea of getting I, it I've right. I've been waving the flag from the here. And you take the flag. I'll take the flag Thank because you. now Thank it's you. not working, and it's <laughs> obvious it's not working. Yeah. So get rid of it. Um, all right, let's move then. No more time on replay. To your point, Bob, let's forget about it. Let's focus on the players, and uh, one player in particular who hasn't been playing for the Padres since opening day. A couple of fans that were out here early got a little peek at Tyson Ross, who was throwing a live BP. His second one, and uh, AJ Casavell, who covers the Padres for MLB.com, uh, tweeted this. So Adam Rosales and Brett Wallace both stepped in the box against Tyson uh, earlier today. And AJ tweets this. Adam Rosales, who batted in live BP, said Ross was the toughest pitcher he's faced <laughs> all year. Sounds like Ross really impressed the Padres. Um, so good news. And finally, this may mean that Tyson's going on a rehab assignment next and then coming back in. How excited are you for Tyson, for this team, to be able to see the ace finally come back? I'm excited because I'm sure Tyson is excited because he has to get back on the mound before the end of the season. He needs a couple starts out there. 
give himself to think, give him himself something to think about in the offseason, something to be confident about. If he gets out there and gets shelled, maybe it's not the greatest thing, but if he goes out there and gets a couple nice starts under his belt, enjoys the offseason, comes back strong next year, I think it's very important for him to get out here. Yeah, I agree, and you don't want to rush it, but at the same time, what I liked hearing is that he was dominant, and sometimes we hear in these, in, and, I, and I've been a part of them, I've, I've done these things where I'm coming back from an injury and I throw a simulated game, and I know I'm not right. I'm close, mm-hmm. I'm better than I was, but I'm not really not where quite I need there. to be. Exactly, and what we heard from the reports today is that he was filthy, you know, so that's what you want. You want a strong Tyson Ross out there feeling like, man, I am on the top of my game, I'm healthy, let's like Jordan said, get, get a couple of things under my belt and take it into the office. Janelle and I were talking off the air. We need to come up with a new name for these live VPs because that is not what this is. This is not about batting practice. This is not for the hitters. This oh, is I, all this about is pitching the pitching practice. Yeah. Totally. I hated that when they said, hey, it's <laughs> no, batting live practice. Live VP? Uh, what? No. That, man. I'm, not, I'm not throwing VP to you. I'm here to get you out. I'm exactly. here to make you uncomfortable. I'm here to make, it, make you look silly up there. You know what? None if the, the hitter succeeds, something right? went terribly wrong. Yeah, none of the coaches got in there, though, this time, right? Uh, not that I saw. I didn't I watch the whole Andy, session. I want to see Andy get in there with a the bat and take some hats. I want to see or Mac, get yeah, in get Big Mac in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sometimes you see not? the coaches get in there and do that. Uh, what was cool was that the entire team was around the batting cage watching. Like, everybody, the whole roster was up there, obviously intent on seeing what Tyson can do and how soon before he's back. Because this is a guy who's been hanging around with the team. He hasn't been completely distancing himself. And... He's, he's the ace. He's the ace of the right. staff. He's the big horse. And well, you want to see him coming back. Great point. Because not only that, you expect to see that more with a veteran team that's been tightly knit and you're going for something and you need this guy back. And so everybody has a vested interest in making sure, you know, he's healthy. I want him back. Let's go take a look. That's not the situation right now. Half these guys have never played with Tyson Ross right. before, right? Yeah. Right. And they're not going for a playoff spot, but yet they're still there. I mean, that's a great sign of in terms of what this coaching staff has been able to do of creating that unity and keeping it, even though you've got a bunch of young guys that could very easily just say, uh, no, I'm going to stay inside and eat my sandwich. That's a good point because when we look at the lineup a little bit later on in the show, we can, I'm sure half of those guys did not even play with Tyson Ross at all this right. year. There's right. so many new faces. The turnover has been insane yep. um, for sure, but hopefully one more step back to recovery and Tyson Ross maybe on the mound for real facing guys in different jerseys uh, in short order. Uh, two tweets about the replay, and then we'll get rid of it for sure before we head to break. Right. But they agree with you guys. So Jellyman first, take the umpires out of the equation. So whether that means just have someone outsource it, you know, in New York they make the call, not the guys here, or just don't do the replay at all. Uh, Jellyman just wants less power in the umpire's hands. Uh, Douglas Nunez tweeting in, let them play, get rid of replay, get rid of bad umpires. I don't think we can Preach. do that because that's <laughs> subjective, right. but getting rid of replay can certainly be done, which, uh, yeah, Jordan and Bob, both of you waving the flag at the front of this battle line. I'm glad I'm not alone, I'm getting rid of replay. on board. Yeah, <laughs> happy to uh, be here. Yeah, so, I mean, especially with plays like last night, I mean – Ugh. All right, we're done with it. We're done with it, or else we're all going to get upset. Uh, you know what's happened? What make me happy? Pizza. Papa John's. Proud to support the efforts of USO San Diego, and now you can too. Go to PapaJohns.com and order the USO special. That's two large pizzas and a two-liter for $24. One dollar from every special ordered will be donated to USO San Diego. Show your support today and enjoy great pizza from Papa John's. We're going to talk pitchers winning the MVP. We're going to talk about having a playoff for the first pick in the draft. Lots more coming up, so don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Got a lot of fun going on here. Good crowd here on Baseball Night in San Diego here in the team store. Yeah, I love you guys coming out. Much appreciated. 
Um, and we're talking, gave a lot of love to Ryan Schimp. It was a great night last night, and we're seeing if the Padres can now get that series win tonight. It's a four-gamer against the D-backs. They've already taken the first two, and if they could do it in three hours or less, that would just be fantastic. Oh, now you're getting nasty. Just get yeah, the now, win, man. Now, it, fine, we'll go with just the win, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I'm pushing my luck. Um, hey, I want to put you guys in the Cholula hot seat now. How's that sound? Hot sound seat. like fun? Let's do it. Um, now, these two teams, despite all the drama in the last couple of nights, uh, the Padres and Diamondbacks not having the best seasons. We all know that. Uh, two of the worst I think it's now seven records in the big leagues uh, between these two teams playing each other. And so this story caught my eye a couple days ago, written by uh, Jeff Young, a Padres fan of Crooked Scoreboard. It's the name of the uh, website. They're kind of a nationwide consortium of baseball writers. And he puts out this idea, and he says that instead of teams just with the worst record getting the best picks in the draft, the worst four records in the bigs should, concurrent with the playoffs, like during the day and the playoffs will be at night, those teams should play a little bracket to see who gets the first pick in the next draft. So that way you can avoid tanking to a certain extent. I don't think that would eliminate it altogether. But for example, say it's Padres, Diamondbacks, Reds, and I don't know, Braves. Four worst records. You have a little five or seven game series and then the winners and you go it down in reverse order. You guys like that idea or is that just adding too much? So it's extra the bottom baseball? four teams we're talking about here that would go in their own little bracket. That yeah. was his idea. Could you imagine the race to be in the final four down the stretch? <laughs> teams would be tanking just to make sure they get into the final four bracket. So it's bringing tanking on. Here's my fundamental problem with it. By that point, the players on the field don't <laughs> care. <laughs> okay. All right? <laughs> Honestly, if you're on one of the worst teams in baseball, the chances are a lot of those guys know they're not even going to be back with that organization next year. And if they are, do they really want to play their tail off to make sure that the team gets the best player that can then take their job next year? Does that make sense? No. No. I mean, it's not even next year. It's a draft pick, so it may be five. He may never even play with the guy. No, but if his thing in the article also like it could be Bryce Harper, it could be Steven Strasburg. Right. Those guys are up the next year. So really, you want me to go out there and put my career on the line to play extra games and play in a playoff thing so that the organization could get the best player so that he can come and take my job next year. I'm fired up to do that. <laughs> Heck yeah, I want to put myself out of business. Let's so, do this. So, thing. Me me up. Your beard. Yeah. so you guys are you're out on that idea. Yeah, no, you know what? If you want to do something, though, I'd, I have no problem doing the, uh, the random pick. Right? Like a lottery, lottery ball. system. Yeah, yeah, the lottery system. I'm all for that, too. Yeah, because I, that I way you don't guarantee because there, if there is the Bryce Harper or the Steven Strasburg there, you might not get that guy. You know, And now you've tanked and, and lost games, and that costs revenue every time a team doesn't come up with more wins. It's revenue. It's money out of their pockets, and now you're not even necessarily going to get that guy. So I think maybe it adds some randomness to it. I've never understood why in American sports we reward the worst teams. Well, you're not with rewarding the number them. one pick. You're you're trying to bring their game up. In other words, if they're that bad, they need the most help. I get the the philosophy. It's very socialist. No, you want to get the team that's most needy, the talent that they need to try to bring their level up. But like, there's always uh, corruption in the system. So and you're uh, not for relegation. You know what? A buddy of mine is. He's trying to talk me into it with the whole soccer w thing. Where are you on that? Uh, at first, I was so against it. And now that I've been watching a little bit more soccer, he has a team out in Croatia, actually. And, and his team almost got relegated. And going through that for a month of whether they were going to get relegated down to the lower level, that was kind of fun. <laughs> but I can't see us trying to, to kick the Arizona Diamondbacks out so that we could bring up 
the Pawtucket Paw Socks or something. <laughs> that just is fundamentally. That would be great. Bring them up. Yeah, Let's go. Up. Why Fire not? Yeah. If they're not cutting it, bring up a team that might. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that, though, because they don't have the stadium. They don't have the facility. I mean, there's a million things that <laughs> infrastructurally don't work with it. But uh, the whole philosophy of, you know what, if you guys are that bad, you lose your spot is a little bit of a motivator. I like the lottery part because it takes away the exactly. idea of, all right, be really, really bad. And then you get the number one pick. We'll give you the best player yeah, possible. Yeah, I say so the We've seen that with in, in basketball a lot, which has implemented a lottery since 85 yeah. with the 76ers the last five years basically doing that. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, they were picking three and four because you can have the worst record, not be guaranteed that number one pick. Right. And obviously there are plenty of problems with that system too, but fewer than we would have with a playoff. I think the other thing they need to start doing is actually having that pick tradable. Why not? I mean, if you're an organization and you understand, look, we don't necessarily need this number one guy, but he has the value to get us the next two or three picks, which actually are going to add more depth to our organization and, and give them some ability to make those trades and, and handle their funds differently. I think that would be uh, more interesting for the fans and also actually possibly more productive for the teams in terms of building up systems that need that instant help. Yeah, the instant help, because yeah. if you can get rid of a guy that – to a team that needs someone right away that next year right. as opposed to a team that's like, you know what, we're three, four years out. That number one pick is a lot more valuable to us than someone who can help us out next year. Hey, there's popcorn flying around the room right now. Uh, Blooper's got his <laughs> fingers going around. So. Yeah, does that mean break or does we that mean get more popcorn? He needs more break. popcorn. And Nikki uh, took my popcorn We're taking a me. break, and Blooper needs more popcorn. Whoever wants to bring him some. So it's, it's a twofold uh, hand gesture. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Cholula on popcorn. I wonder how that would go. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studios in the team store. Big crowd coming in for baseball night in San Diego. Big crowd. Big crowd. Love them. Uh, first pitch at 540, Clayton Richard against Robbie Ray. I did want to give a quick shout out to the Tin Caps. Padres single-A affiliate because last night they hosted uh, Friends Night, the TV show Friends, and they had these jerseys that had tin caps like in the Friends font, <laughs> and they had a whole bunch of the jokes from the show written out on the fronts and the backs of the jerseys. Uh, looked really cool, and I love we were talking about the Paw Sox getting you know, called up and promoted if we do relegation <laughs> in the big leagues. Uh, that's what I would love, not to have every team do it, but if like one team in the bigs did crazy minor league promotions like that, I think it would be really fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't sound that sold. I, I don't. I, no? I think there's enough milking of cows and pizza eating contests and all that kind of stuff going on in the minor leagues. I don't need to see it on a big league field. Although the one thing that did transition that I loved, world's fastest squirrel. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, that was the From best. Elsinore to San Diego. From Lake Elsinore <laughs> to San Diego, the world's fastest squirrel. That was the best promo I'd ever seen in between innings. That's Love your, that. That's your favorite. Bring yeah. back the squirrel. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm in favor of that as well. Uh, blooper, uh, who hates Friends. I don't hate it. It's just not that good. You hate Friends? That's not good. It's no, good. Seinfeld. Nikki's <laughs> there saying it, it's great. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's not awesome. the best show ever, but I mean... So no, Pooper, who, who's now going poll crazy, when we did Who's the Best Batman the other day that you were on, Bob, and he put out a poll. He's now put out another poll, Better Show, Friends or Seinfeld, mm. on hashtag Padres oh, SH. I mean, I think the vote's Seinfeld. Even I would vote Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. Sure. Friends is still a, yeah. a great show. I think it's unfair to put just those two in a, in a poll, Blooper. You've got to learn how to poll better. You didn't even understand that I did a poll last night. It was a slanted you. poll. You yeah, very, very slanted, a biased 
a pollster. Would Simpsons get in there? Would Simpsons be on there? Yeah. Simpsons would crush. Now Fritz. you start making it a competition. It was just, just a Simpsons better right show. There. Yeah. It was just a better. What's the question? What's a better show? Seinfeld or okay. Friends? Uh, yeah. <laughs> not gonna, <laughs> not gonna even dignify his polling with any more uh, talk about it. Uh, we're gonna step away when we come back. We'll talk about tonight's lineup, which is a bit of a kooky one. It's gonna be a weird one, a wacky one. So come back and join us for that. But also join us when the Padres celebrate the 80th anniversary of the Pacific Coast League and the legendary Ted Williams on Wednesday, September 7th, when the Padres take on the Red Sox. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a limited edition PCL throwback jersey presented by Fanatics. Tickets available at Padres.com slash theme games. When we come back, we'll be there for you on the other side of the Stop. break. Uh. All right, we're done. <laughs> Padres social hour after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Gosh. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour, less than an hour away from first pitch. Padres and Diamondbacks. And we're about to get into our lineup uh, here in a bit. But I do want to say, with Clayton Richard pitching today, <laughs> Luigi, who's already making some noise, Clayton Richard's <laughs> biggest fan, he lent us his autographed Clayton Richard bobblehead wow. Thanks, just Luigi. for the show today. And he's got, he's got his Clayton Richard jersey that he's wearing. He's wearing the home one. He's wearing the home, a throwback, and he Has bought the, the road away. one. Waving the road one. It is so great. So That's thanks, awesome. Luigi, for letting us borrow your, your Clayton bobblehead. You know, a lot of people are happy to have Clayton Richard back, especially the female fans, from what I understand. Back, oh, yeah? back when he was here before, yeah, one of the nicknames was for him was Man Candy, from what I understand. <laughs> oh, I did not oh, know yeah. that. Clayton Richard, is he's very popular. I was unaware of this. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Man Candy. I knew that's what they called we've you seen, Was that your was nickname for him, Luigi? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> We've seen Padre players wear jerseys. Without their real last name on the back this season, yes, just right. player, player. Maybe you can say man candy. Man candy number twenty-seven. <laughs> Interesting. There's a promotion. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> start printing those jerseys now. Uh, let's take a look at the lineup that will be supporting Man Candy tonight. Uh, it's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Leading off, we told you this is a wacky one. Shortstop Alexei Ramirez. Behind him, Will Myers, who settled into that number two spot at first base. Then it's Solarte at third, batting third. Ryan, last night's big hero, Schimpf, will back clean up and play at second base. Christian Bethencourt's in right with Derek Norris catching. Then it's Patrick Kivlahan making his big league debut. His Padres debut was called up as part of the moves today from El Paso. He's in left field. Clayton Richard batting eighth. Luigi applauding. And Travis Jankowski in the lineup playing center field and batting ninth. Crazy one. That's a, that's a weird one. I think Luigi told Andy Green, hey, move Clayton up in the order a little bit uh, <laughs> to get him an extra spot in the Luigi's in the got pole around here. Takes you know. us to our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. Last night, the couch with the victory. Neither side picked Ryan Schimpf, but Alex Dickerson with a one-for-five effort and a run scored beat uh, Jankowski's one-for-five effort and nothing else. And so it's now 64-47. This hasn't been close since May. And you know why? Because everyone except for you, Jordan, has a losing record against Blooper. Jordan Carruth, you're our only hope, the only man with a winning record against Seth so far this year. Come on, come and back, And you get man. the first pick tonight, so who you got? I'm going Schimpf. How can you not follow after having what he did yesterday? You yeah. get no arguments for like me. You cannot. I, I'm thinking about Will Myers, but no, I got to go with The Schimpf. only thing I'd say against that is if you're them, are you the Diamondbacks? Are you pitching to him tonight? Are you giving him anything to hit? I'm but surprised they, they pitched to him in the extra innings last I night. Know. I hear you, man. We'll see. Uh, maybe he's uh, starting to do, be too good for his own good, but we'll find out tonight. Blooper, who's your take? 
I'll pick uh, Clayton for my boy Luigi. There you hey. go. All right. Hey now. <laughs> Clayton Richard on the hill against Ryan Schiff at the plate for uh, Jordan Carruth and Blooper. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're going to come back and wrap a bow on this edition of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Pizza Jones. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Uh, tomorrow, Bob Scanlon pulling double duty. Oh, yeah. Back at noon with Bill Center, so make sure to join us. It's also Jordan's birthday tomorrow. Happy yeah. birthday, hey, birthday, happy birthday. 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 16? Yeah. 16. Sweet awesome. 16, baby. Finally start driving. Oh, sweet, Hopefully man. I get a car tomorrow. Yeah. Get your license tomorrow? Really? Yeah. Awesome. Good luck. We wish you the best. No more yeah. driver's permit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to update our poll from earlier in the show, what's been your story of the year for the Padres? Uh, Will Myers, 46% of the vote. Ryan Schimpf, 33%. Perdomo at 20. And then Book are bringing up the rear with just the 1% left. Uh, Blooper put out a poll, which is the better show, or the best show, Seinfeld or Friends, when we talked about Friends for a little bit. Yeah. Anthony Gallivan tweeting in, neither Friends nor Seinfeld is the best. Padres Social Hour is the best. Oh, well, that's nice of you, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate that. Uh, unbridled flattery of us will always get you mentioned on the air, FYI. He might get a spot right here in the middle he of the He might. Yeah. Uh, he also finishes saying, and Blooper hates Friends because he has no friends. Shots wow. fired. Have friends? Really came in hot on you, Blooper. Why, Blooper? How do you respond to Anthony? That Blo I have friends. <laughs> hey, he's got friends. Luigi's his friend now after picking Clayton Richard. Yeah. Whoever has popcorn Only is Only if we friend. get this back safely. I know, exactly. It's got to travel from here to about 20 feet that direction to get back to Luigi. Oh, yeah, the a lot can happen in that Clayton 20 Richard feet. Thing. Yeah, You're exactly. my friend, Mike. Uh, as long as you keep me on the air. Yeah, sure, we'll go with yeah. that. Why not? Uh, any fun plans for the birthday, Jordan? Anything cooking? Uh, watching the Padre game. Good nice. And having a barbecue. I hope they get the first no-hitter to honor <laughs> I hope so, day. too. Would that be nice? We'll go perfect game. Let's one-up it. Uh, up Why the ante. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, dig it. Uh, no, anything to look out for tonight? Otherwise, when we talk about scanning the game, just shift, keep no, it going. I'm, I'm, you know what? It might be a battle of the bullpens again tonight. You got Clayton Richard who's trying to extend himself, so let's see that bullpen get it done once again. All right, so we shall see. Uh, have a couple more home runs from Ryan Schiff would be nice too, Sweet. right? Why yeah. not? Uh, for Jordan Groot, the birth, the soon-to-be birthday boy, and Bob Scanlon, who we'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you, Blooper. Thanks everyone for coming. Hi, Thank you for watching. This is Padre Social Hour. See ya.